this feast of the nativity of John the Baptist doesn't always fall on a Sunday. So uh, there's the Sunday readings, but the precedence actually takes place for the readings that are for the feast. Now John is one of only a few people whose birthday we celebrate as a liturgical feast. Of course, we celebrate six months from now the most important birthdays, Christ's own birth. We also celebrate the birthday of the Blessed Mother. But John, as the forerunner, has a special place in the liturgical calendar, that we celebrate both his birth and his death. I don't know about you, but coming in this evening to on Jordan's Bank, I felt like we were being propelled ahead to Advent already. And there is a, a sense in which we already begin to think, even though these are five, six months away from now, about the mysteries of our salvation. Why, why now? Why in, in June here? Because of the announcement uh, to Our Lady and the announcement to um, Zachariah and the, the timing of the events, this would be the time when in the summer, Mary would have been finding out and going, spending time with Zachariah and Elizabeth. And the Gospel tells us how she stayed there for about three months. And remember that we celebrate the Annunciation when the angel tells her this information back in March. So uh, there's within the liturgical calendar a certain logic in the, what would have been roughly the chronology of the visits of the angel and the visits of Mary to her cousin Elizabeth. Let's focus a little bit on this other Annunciation. When we say the Annunciation, we usually think of the angel Gabriel coming to Mary. But the angel Gabriel also comes to Zechariah. We heard about that in the Gospel this evening. Perhaps to make this image a little bit more uh, real for us, imagine if one Saturday evening you were to enter and Perhaps you get here a little bit earlier than normal, and you're praying in your pew, and suddenly you looked up, and you saw a seven-foot guy in front of the altar, completely dressed in white, and as though he had a light emanating from him. You might be kind of not only shocked, but you might be thinking that you were dreaming. John, John's father, Zechariah, probably at first uh, was in disbelief. And then when he realizes what happens, fear fills him. Uh, the ancient people believed that to see an angel, a messenger of God, that it might be a foretelling of one's death that one might just not live beyond that experience of coming so close to God. Like with Our Lady, the Blessed Mother, they, Gabriel reassures him, do not be afraid. But unlike Our Lady, Zachariah allows his soul, having been disturbed by this fear, to not trust the messenger's word. Mary asks, how can this be? since she is, does not know man, since she is not in relations with man. She wants to know how God is going to bring this about. 
her how, her questioning is one of faith. What are, what are the details? What, how, how is God going to bring this about? What do I need to do? Whereas Zachariah's questioning is one of a lack of faith. The angel Gabriel tells him, though, your prayer has been fulfilled. It's interesting. Zachariah has been praying for this all these years. And now when God sends him a messenger, he won't believe it. True, he's grown old and his wife has as well. But he fails to remember in this moment that all things are possible with God. And so Zechariah, as a result of his unbelief, is made dumb. He cannot speak. And when he exits the temple, all of the people, based on how long he's been in there and his making and gesturing signs, realize that he's had an encounter with a messenger of God. When, finally, nine months later, his wife gives birth to a a healthy little boy, Zachariah will have had one of the longest retreats ever, where in the silence of his heart, he's been able to meditate on the Word of God, allow it to bring about a conversion. And when his relatives turn to him saying, "What what is your boy's name? His tongue then is loosened. Sometimes in our own lives, we can pray for something for a long time. And we still pray for it, but sometimes we don't pray for it with faith. We almost, we do it out of habit, but we lose that that sense that God can really come through for us. And that maybe he is waiting to see our perseverance so that we change as a process of that prayer. And maybe when we begin to see a change, it seems too good to be true, or something happening. And we can almost resist that change, that thing that we very, uh, that very thing that we prayed for. It'd be good for us to remember Zachariah and the, the lesson that we are given in this. John, was called before his birth to a very, very special role. He bridges the New and the Old Testaments. He is both a prophetic figure, but he is something more than a prophet. He comes in the spirit and power of Elijah, but he comes proclaiming and preparing the way of someone far greater than Elijah ever prepared for. For Christ. Let us ask him this, this evening to pray and intercede for us, to prepare in our hearts, to, to pray on our behalf that we might allow the Lord in more in those areas where, we, where we're perhaps stiff-arming the Lord or keeping him at bay. Again, in that same kind of spirit of, of fear that Zechariah had of well, what, God, what God's gifts might be.